What is up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Ever Adaptive Podcast. I'm Sarah Budson here with my host, Becky Flowers, and we have a very special guest today, someone who I have a very long-standing relationship with, who is a very dear, dear friend of mine. I absolutely adore her. <laughs> and she has graced us with her presence to be on our very our 10th episode and our very first guest. So Miss Three-Time Olympia, Andrea Shaw. I feel like we needed a drum roll. I know. <laughs> Cue the theme music, right? <laughs> What's up? Thank you so much for having me on, girls. I feel so honored to be the first guest. This is like, oh my god, you know what I mean? There's, there's always only a first, like one time, right? Yeah, yeah. And we'd never really had like any set expectations for the podcast, and so when we were kind of brainstorming of like, okay, now we kind of got things rolling a little bit and maybe we can kind of start considering like, all right, who would be good to bring on? And I mean, immediately I think of you because I just adore you. And I mean, our history goes back. I don't even know how many years now, what, like five, six years now. I think it, it's probably closer to seven. Is it? Oh yeah. yeah. Seven, somewhere in there. It's, it's, it's been going by so fast. I mean, like, I and you've accomplished so much. Like I literally remember you, when you got your pro card. Oh, wow. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to put in a picture. We're going to, we're going to paste a picture here. Of oh yeah. Andrea. <laughs> it's super embarrassing because we both look like crap, but. <laughs> oh, we have grown a lot. Like, oh my God. Yeah. We're, but we're, it was. We're much more graceful now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I believe it was your first time back to Mind and Muscle after you got your pro card that right. we got that picture. Right. Um, but. Wait, so how did you guys originally meet? Yeah. Drea, do you yeah. want to say this? Yeah, at the gym. So Sarah started coming to the gym. My coach had just recently started bringing me to that gym. And um, you know how it is, you know, you see girls and it's a hard, it, it was a hardcore gym. The gym actually just closed in May of this year. Um, my, so it, it's a little bittersweet gym. for us. Yeah. Um, but it was just, you know, since it, it's, a, it was a hardcore gym. I mean, when you saw another woman in the gym and she's, you know, lifting, it was like, Girl. And I mean, it was just a matter of every week, you know, just seeing her because I was in prep um, to get my pro card. So, I mean, I was in the gym a lot that year. Um, we're talking 2018 that year, um, but I had seen Sarah in the gym before then. But we really started to see more of each other because at that year, I was very determined to get the pro card. So I did five shows that year. And I started prep in January. So I literally was in prep like from January to November when I got my pro card. And it oh, was, gosh. yeah, she saw a lot of me. Long <laughs> prep, long prep. Yeah, yeah but it was worth it. So it was. worth it. It's so worth it. Yeah. And I specifically remember the like our first conversation. I don't know if you remember, but because you, you, you were personal training clients out of there as well. And you had a client on the Stairmaster next to me. And I remember I was on the Stairmaster and I remember you saying to this client, you're like, now don't hold on to the rails because that's cheating. <laughs> that is so my line. That is so my line. Because I'm like, no cheating. You will not cheat 
my grind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I remember um, you, you had asked my name and then we had started conversing from there. Cause I had always seen you and like, you were always so intimidating to me. Cause I just like, I mean, you're just, you're amazing. And I'm just like, oh my God, when I, when yeah. I grow up, I want to be like Drea. <laughs> Becky. And she knows I'm going to do it. She knows I'm going to do no. it. You know I'm going to do it. I love you. I love you. I love no. you. Becky, she was, she, she was not the Sarah you know now. No. I mean, and I never, little, I never judge people. A chunkier. Based on, yeah, she was thickums. She was thickums. And I don't judge people based on their looks. That's not me. I just would, I really grew to appreciate whenever it happened in her head, there was a there was something that happened. A, a switch got flipped, and one day we were like in passing, and I said, "Hey, how's it going?" And she was like, "I'm getting, I'm just getting, I'm in mindset of just doing what I got to do to get it done." Oh and when God. she said that, it was like it was different. You know, when people say certain things, it lets you know that their mind has taken like a shift, and they're going somewhere different. And you just gotta have to watch, right? Because at that point, she was like done talking. She was about action. And it was, it was like almost instantly, Sarah did this like total 180. She came in the gym and I was like, oh my God, what, what, like, what, where, where, what are you doing? Like what happened? She, she lost a ton of weight and she was just going after the next thing. And it was like, you know what? I'm giving my life to this. This is going to be my new life's mission. And, and we just began to talk and it was like, I feel you because this I was on that same wavelength. It was like, you know what? This is a part of our life. This is what we do. This is what we are going to present to the world as a part of who we are. Right. And I never like to tell people and let your identity get caught up into fitness or into any one particular thing, but it's been so meaningful to both of us, right? And it's changed our our trajectory, our outlook, um, boosted self-esteem, brought us, you know, out of relationships that weren't working. It just, yeah. And we've been able to really be on that harmonious, you know, wavelength um, ever since. And it's just been a joy to watch her blossom. I was there when she did her first show. I wasn't going to miss that at all. Hi. And she killed I it. I remember she hearing you it. when... <laughs> I remember hearing you when I was on stage and you're like, smile. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love that so much because I can't tell you how many times in just these last nine episodes, we've talked about like just that mindset switch and Sarah brings that up all the time. And really that's where this whole podcast came from. It's like being ever adaptive and like adapting to your situation. And mm -hmm. she just embodies that. So I love it. Guys, I, I can't wait about to get into me. your story. <laughs> I can't wait to like know more about you because I know that if she's so drawn to you, like there is a damn good reason why. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, because she was very <laughs> even still. She's nice in the gym, but Sarah's about the business. Like Sarah's in there to get it done. She's like, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give you some some you know some little tidbits on on chatting, but I gotta get to the work over here. And there's just that unstated understanding of you know what that's respect. That's respect because mm -hmm. she knows what she came here to do and she's not leaving without getting it done and she's not going to be distracted by that. So, I mean, again, we we just from day one and it just it's just been a good ride and I'm so excited. I love you, so you, much. I love you more. I but love you know more. what? You know what? Like you have been in <clears throat> I I feel like I maybe expressed this to you, but I don't feel like if I have, it's been enough. 
But I have always just so much respected and looked up to you in the sport and the lifestyle of everything. Like you are truly, you've been such a driving factor too. And it's like, have I gone far in competing yet? Absolutely not. But just in everything that I have embodied in fitness and just the lifestyle of everything, I, I, I do credit a lot of it to having you kind of in the forefront of my head as well, because I've seen your come up and I've seen where you came from, from before you got your pro card to now Olympia three times. And like, and you've just, you're so grounded and you're so you're, I will say this until I'm blue in the face. Whenever anyone ever mentions you like winning Olympia, I'm like, I do not know another human being who is more deserving because you are just so truly just so genuine, so authentic, so just stick to your guns and you're just such a good human being. And I just, I'm, I couldn't be happier for you that things have happened that the way that they have, because you're so deserving of it. Thank you. And she'll tell you, I mean, I'm I'm just one of those people where if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I'll be quiet. It's mm-hmm. very simple for me. <laughs> it's very simple because we just, I value, um, even in Sarah and I's friendship, we just value that sincerity and that mm-hmm. that realness, right? It's like, that's the sauce, right? I, we, we can put masks on for people, but what what good does that do us, right? And where is the real connection, right? We, I, I, that's where, I, you know, one of my pillars, I started to develop you know, like three pillars that I really want to like live my life by. And one of them is definitely connecting. And I feel like when you're authentic in how you connect, um, those friendships last you or those relationships last you so much longer, right? And they serve you, those relationships serve you so much better because Mm -hmm. you are like into it for the right reasons and you're really committed to being real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I want that. (laughs) yeah all right (laughs) (laughs) and that's what I love so much about you Drea is like I I value our friendship so much because you're still just the same Drea that I've always known down to your core and like that hasn't changed in your entire just journey with everything that you've come from and come to to this day, like you are still the Drea that I met back in what, 2017, 2018. And I mean, even at my show, right before, like between prejudging and finals, we just sat in the back and talked for like, what, two hours, almost two hours. I was like, Oh, her mom, her mom is a jewel. Oh my God. Her mom. (laughs) I love her. I know she's watching this. Oh, her mom is like, hey, ma. My mom's going to be so excited to see you. I did not want to let her go. She was just, oh, man, I see where you get it from. Like, I can totally see where you get it from. Her mom was just super sweet, super supportive. And whatever it is that, you know, is on your heart, there's just open space. And I love that. I love that. And that was just, it was such a good day. It was such a good day. But, you know, I think, again, that's what differentiates people as champions, right? Whether it's or competitors, um, the the ability to be able to take this sport, and yes, you you have the opportunity to excel at it. But this sport is, I think, more about you getting down to the core of like who you are, 
and eradicating some parts of you that you know don't serve you and it don't serve your relationships, right? So, you know, keeping your word, things like communicating, um, being even clearer on communication, managing your time well. Those are the things that I can definitely say over the last, you know, four or five years really started to just resonate with me, right? About how I've grown and how I've been able to, I love you guys' name for the podcast, adapt, right? It, I, I needed to learn to adapt. I have this goal. It's a lofty goal, right? I started with, you know, the pro card in mind, but yeah, every every year there's like that next thing, right? And the next thing, and you just keep setting goals because that's, that, I mean, what, what else are you going to be reaching for if you don't have goals, right? Um, but you still have life <laughs> that goes on in between, um, and like Sarah will tell you, we I, we lost um, someone at the gym who was mm. pretty near and dear to me um, right before I got my pro card. And it was rough. It was rough. I was on the treadmill some nights just crying because I just didn't understand. Right. And the gym was just a safe place to kind of just, you know, I still had to get my work done, you know, I, but but I, I just I was in a place where I still was grieving. And uh, it was just, that was a rough year. I mean, Sarah, Sarah came into my life back then at a good time. Cause I mean, it was just, it was a lot to deal with. I mean, a lot of people don't know this part of this journey, but um, so we lost some gym buddies in a house fire. Um, and he was like one of the first people who told me that one day you're going to be a Miss Olympia. It was just, you know, he, when people believe in you, you don't take that lightly. Right. And you keep it always in your heart you should anyway when they're coming from that genuine place and um right before the week before he died I lost my godmother so she partially raised me um and that was tough because I got the chance to FaceTime her and she I was on my I was literally getting ready to get on the plane and go down the very next day and she passed away so I got a chance to see her um and then two weeks before that my makeup artist passed away it was just like I just I could not believe where like I was at that moment I was just like like going to work and trying to be in prep I was just like some days I was numb and some days I was just like oh my gosh I, I cannot pull myself together right yeah. um yeah it was it was rough I mean you know, that that September and I had to be on stage in November and it was just like man I was just gonna uh, ask so that was two months out and you were yeah gosh. and that's where you know when you built these genuine relationships with people right um you know, seeing Sarah, seeing my other gym friends and, and family in the gym, it was just like, okay, what would they want you to do? You got to keep going. You know, we're cheering for you, right? Like, come on, come on, girl. We, we got you no matter what the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. And that I'll never forget it because, again, those those things become, I, I like to call it the sauce of life, right? But it helps you to really keep moving forward. And that's what I think is so important about any goal that you have. Um, you just got to be committed and then you have to surround yourself with people that will keep cheering you on, keep giving you those words of wisdom that will say, hey, you got this. If you got to rework the plan and adapt to something else, it's cool. We still got you. Yeah, I love it. I love you I so love much. girl. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Like you are <laughs> like when I think of some of my favorite humans on this earth, like you are absolutely in that that small little that small little pocket of people because just every time we've ever had more than five minutes you know to say hi really quick it's we just have these deep just soulful conversations and Becky and I have had these conversations about people in our life right where you you leave that conversation feeling energized and that's been 
every single time that I have ever had an encounter with you. But then, you know, there's those people that that take energy away from you and just trimming those out and and getting rid of those people because that's just wasted time, wasted energy. And if you're not going to have those people that A, you know, leave you more energized or B, are just supporting you throughout whatever, like I don't have time, you know? And that's been so huge to me. And I know for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're nobody is going to achieve great successes as long as you're surrounding yourself with the, the energy zappers. I mean, the mm-hmm. vampires will take you down. They will, if you let them, they will completely take you down. And it's, it's been, even now you guys, I've had to cut some people, you know, out for a while. I mean, I don't know if I will invite them back. Um, and, and again, I, I'm still on to the next goal, right? I want to make four times, right? God willing, 10. But Hell yeah. it was like, you know, I had to start just evaluating. And here's somebody who was so awesome to me. Like they were there for me during a time where I needed them. But then things start to shift. And then when they're bringing you like drama and they're bringing you rumors and they're bringing you, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute you're not considering me in my space, right? My mental space, my spiritual space. Like you can't just bring me that. And how does that help? I remember texting her. I was like, okay, what what good have you ever heard to come out of a rumor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for you to bring me that. Now I have to really evaluate where we are and where we're going. So, uh, you know, at this point I'm in prep. I just told her, hey, you know what? I will contact you when I feel like I'm ready. And, you know, it, it's 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 tough. Because when you really do love someone, and I take my friendships very, very seriously, I'm fiercely loyal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can't, you just can't, you can't, I can't ignore it. It's not going to just go away. You have to address it. Um, so it, it's a matter of, I, I've, I've put it off for now because I just need my energy to flow towards this, right? Because um, my I'm going to win, right? I'm going to win. And I have to keep feeding myself that energy. I have to feed myself that and yeah, so I mean, I'll deal with it once I come off of the prep, but it's just, you know, it's disappointing, but you have to, you get to decide what you're and who you're going to surround yourself with. And if those, those people's um, morals and ethics and, and what they bring to the table line up, none of us are perfect, right? But does it line up with at least getting some momentum in the direction of let's, let's look at some life achievements, right? Mm-hmm. We want to look back in 10 years, 15 years, even a year from now. And be happy about the decisions that we've made, right? And if you are surrounding yourself with people who are forward thinking like that, right? Um, and, and evaluating what what types of actions they're going to take before they do it, right? So, I mean, evaluating consequences for actions, be it good or bad, um, you really got to think about stepping back from those people because, again, they could make a decision. I mean, if I let that slide and she makes another decision, now that's on me, right? Because I didn't address it and I didn't make make sure that, hey, we're not doing that, right? I've got goals. So if you aren't coming to my space talking about goals and how we're going to get things done this year, we got, I mean, every year, every year I got new goals, right? If, if you're not bringing something to that space that's going to help me get there and I can help bring something to your space that helps you get there, then we need to cut it mm-hmm. and we got to do it quick, Quick. We call that trimming the fat. <laughs> That's it. Because we don't Trim need that it. <laughs> we don't need it. So I have yeah, two questions was... with that. Ooh, so yeah. you said that this person had been there for you in past. Did you deal with any guilt of going through this, of being like, hey, 
I'll reach out after this prep, but right now, like I have to be selfish in that just because that person had been there for you. And then have you ever had to do that with anyone else in past preps? I did feel a little guilt, a little guilt, um, only because, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, she was, she was there for me during a time where it was, it was needed. Um, so to give you guys a little background, uh, I was on my way to my pro debut and uh, my coach, who always travels with me, thank God, <laughs> um, his brother the day before fell into a coma. Like, mm -hmm. it, I, I, was just, I was just like, I was beside myself. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, and the show is out of the country. Um, so, yeah, I needed to drive to Canada to go. It was in Toronto. So Toronto Pro was my pro debut. And um, this lady, um, she stepped up. And she, you know, said, hey, you know what? It's okay. Um, I chatted with my husband and uh, we can get you there. And I'm like, oh, wow. Cool. And, uh, and and this is how I actually got into women's bodybuilding. I made my pro debut in women's physique because that's what I got my pro card in. But doing that show was a very pivotal point because that's when I was approached by several people and a couple of judges um, that I needed to go into women's bodybuilding. And, you know, again, putting myself in that position to actually execute and, and being committed to getting there was was one thing. But her being able to to step in and say, hey, based on these circumstances that suck right now, I can help you out. And, yeah, I felt a little guilty because it was like, yeah, is it something that we can talk through? Of course. But then I have to ask myself, is it something that I can give my energy to right now? Right. I mean, I have to be so careful right mm -hmm. now because. I, I've got I've got my whole like list of goals for this year at the forefront and I've only got so much time right and so much effort and so much energy and yeah where energy goes I mean it's gonna flow right so I had to just really say you know what as much as I may want to hop on the phone and just say right now let's just hash it out and not right now yeah. not right now and and, and the, the conversation actually it it, it was very it was very wounding when it comes to me emotionally because I didn't expect this from her. And she said that, you know, it wasn't something that she meant in a, in a harmful way. But I think that when people bring back rumors, again, that's why I had to ask her, what good have you ever seen to come out of a rumor? So why you would bring me that at a point where you know I'm in prep, you know my goal is to go and win this Olympia. You know my goal is to go and win this next Rising Phoenix Championship. You didn't even consider my feelings enough. So yeah, that part, yeah. So I felt a little guilty because it was like, dang, she stepped up for me when I absolutely needed her, right? Had she not come through, I was not going to that Toronto Pro because I was, I mean, I couldn't drive myself to Canada. I was like carb depleted and, <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't um, even drive down the street. Man, okay, I was driving back past the gym at 5 a.m. Just turn around, I'm like, oh, Mo. <laughs> oh, been there. Oh God! Yeah, people don't know. I mean, the things we we can kind of experience during the prep. Yeah, you don't know it unless you've been in it. But yeah, um, yeah, and I actually I haven't had that type of instance before, um, before now. So it's definitely something that, and I think that's probably why I needed to just pause because I, emotionally, I just I'm I'm like I got to gather myself, and I'm I'm very cautious with how I want to proceed with certain things right I don't want to in a in a in a heated emotional moment say something that I don't mean mm -hmm. right so sometimes you know it's a matter of let me step back I haven't encountered anything like this before um because again the rumor was about 
bodybuilding and right with me being at the helm of bodybuilding in this position as the the number one in the world yeah it, it's 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 something that I felt like she just didn't give any thought to or any consideration to before she decided to bring it to me yeah. so yeah the guilt part of yeah man she was there for me it it, it it lingered for about a day or so but then I was like you know what no no, I got to stay focused. I got to do what I got to do because I, she's not going to be on that stage. Yeah. yeah you got to prioritize you and what's, what's at the, the forefront of priorities right now. You know, what do you have to take care of right now? If this can, if this can hold off for, you know, a little bit, yeah. then, you know, and if they understand that great, if not, then no, well, yeah, that's oh, well. It. yeah I think that is it's so good to hear. It's so nice to hear that. Cause I think we all will experience that at some point or another. Um, but just like hearing that you are at the top of the sport and you are experiencing this and you're like, yeah, I've had some guilt, but like, no, I have to focus on me and prioritize me. It's just nice to hear <laughs> for, for myself. So thank you. Yeah. Cause again, I mean, now you get to gather all of your energy back up and say, okay, you know what? Now I gotta I gotta focus. And I had a doggone good workout after I told her that. I bet it, you was did. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you see what I mean? And then I was able to kind of take that momentum and just shift um to the space that I need to stay in and you know, um continue to get my work done. Because mm -hmm. again, I mean, we're we're looking at what, another five months left in the year, four months. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got, the time is going. You, we got, we got business to take care of. We got things to do. Because when December 31 gets here, I am guaranteeing you, I'm going to look back and say, yeah, it was, it's been a good year. And I did exactly what I set out to do. I accomplished that goal. And now I'm going to sit down and set out for the next year's goals, right? Um, and yeah, that's the stuff that really helps people, especially women. So women, hear me out. Hear me out, please. When we encounter some women who have insecurities. And that's really where this whole thing jumped off from. She's got some insecurities that, you know, I'm hoping that when we do sit down and talk, we can talk about it. Or I can at least let her hear me out from where I feel like that stemmed from. Because it's the insecurities that you fail to deal with that will find a way in your relationships and in your friendships to start rearing its head. So you need to be ready to to sit down and like take a self-evaluation of the things that it, it's not easy. It's not easy. Things that you don't necessarily like about yourself, but then you start to ask yourself, can I change it? And if the answer is yes, which it always will be, what are you willing to do to change it? Yeah. Because certain things and, and, and starting from a place of gratitude is a really good jump off point. Right. Be grateful that number one, that you even have the insight to say, you know what, these are my things. And I mean, I, I had a notebook. I, would, I wrote them down. All right. What are what are the things that I need to start addressing about myself that I'm not happy with and that I consider to be, you know, insecure about? And now I can start working on it. And th then you start to look at the how and the who. So, but you gotta be willing to to go to that place, and it's mm -hmm. it's not a comfortable place. But your your friendships and your relationships, even your your relationship with yourself, is going to be so much better when you do it. Especially if you compete, you're gonna bring another level of competitor to the stage, right? You're gonna exude a certain level of confidence when you get up on that stage. But to to just bury it and ignore it it's going to come out in some kind of a way. You're either gonna get involved in some of the catty stuff. 
that really serves nobody any good, all the gossipy stuff. And this is something that, you know, I've seen even pros get caught up. They're getting caught up in, into the nonsense of failing to deal with their own insecurities. And sometimes it's a matter of, and Sarah and I have had this conversation, maybe you've got a boyfriend you need to cut off. You know, y'all been together X amount of years and you know deep down in there that this relationship really isn't serving you, right? <laughs> or there's certain things about it that aren't, you know, what you need them to be, you know, for your goals and your future. You got to make that move. Mm -hmm. You got to make that move. And if that means you, you know, getting involved with, you know, certain social groups or um, girl groups or counseling or whatever, right? Do that. Do that. Don't be afraid to make those moves because those are the things that, again, cause you to really exude a certain level of confidence where people may not be able to put their finger on it, but they know it's something different about you, right? You've done that inner healing work. And I feel like women need to take that much more seriously, especially now, right? Thank God we've lived through COVID. Like, I feel like if any, if you're not grateful that you lived through COVID, like the world shut down, people, <laughs> like completely down. <laughs> like, okay, start dealing with your stuff. Go into the dark places, start doing your shadow work and, and get into a better energy because we yeah. all need to make sure we bring good energy to the table. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. Like you said, we don't have time. You don't have time to bring that negativity out. That was so Not good. If you're going to be successful. Not if you're going to be successful. Deal with it. Deal with it. And no matter how long it takes you, deal with it. In 10 yeah. years, 20 years, you would be happy that you did because some of these women... And it, I hate to say it, but it's it's the older women, y'all. Some of these older women just carry this baggage. And it's like, man, okay. Like, what you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, right. It's people, it? I think it's people across the board, you know, it's people that haven't gone to that, that place of solitude to look inward. And especially if you're having trouble with any relationships on the outside, you know, okay, where does this root from? You know, what can I do better? Where can I improve that will just enhance the relationships and the quality of people around me? Because I mean, Becky and I have talked about this time and time again, you know, going to that place of, of really learning yourself and doing that hard work on yourself that's only going to set you up for, for just positive and success on the outside. And it's, it's a, it's, it's two very clear buckets, right? You're, you're self-aware or you're not. And that is like, so, so clear as day in people that you encounter. And it's like, do I want you around me or do I not want you around me? It's very easy to tell. Very, yeah. Very. And I feel like sometimes you can be self-aware in one area of life and not in others, or you're open to that development in one area of life, but you don't want to get uncomfortable in others. So I think being fully self-aware is so important too. And it's not comfortable. It is not. Mm -hmm. And then too, now, if you, if you, going back to kind of how we started, right. If you've really surrounded yourself with people who are genuine, with people who will come to you and say, hey, you know what? This is what I've noticed about you. And you not be defensive about it, mm -hmm. right? This is, this is what I've noticed about you. And this is something that I feel like you need to deal with, right? And, and, and because I'm your friend, I'm going to tell you. And because I want to see you be healthier and I want to see you be better, 
I'm going to tell you, you need to think about those types of people being in your circle. Because mm-hmm. those are the people that will, I mean, you know what I mean? Help you change your life for the better. Yep. And, and if they didn't be- care, they wouldn't bring it up. Bingo. Oh, yeah. Bingo. They would just let you slide and go along and get along. No, no, no. We want to have good quality people who will put, call you to the carpet and say, uh-uh, stop, stop, pause. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. You need to deal with this because this is something that, you know, whether it's, it's whether they've been around you a year, two years, three years, hey, this seems to be something that is an issue. This is an issue. And now, you know, we, we, because I mean, again, this young lady or older lady, <laughs> I've told her in the past about certain things that have like happened between her and, and, you know, other people. Right. But then I'm trying to always redirect. Right. So it's like, okay, instead of focusing on this, I need you to focus on this and then it, you will feel better. Right. Or you will, you will be able to go this way and not be so affected by this. But now that it involves me directly. Right. So now we got to have a different level of conversation. Mm-hmm. So that's where, and again, you want to be able to be honest um, and you want to be upfront with the things that, you know, you know, for sure are, are holding these people back. And if they receive it, great. But if not, then you need to be ready to say, you know what, that just means that I need to trim the fat. And then we will have, you know, um, more meaningful relationships emerge because I'm, I mean, from being in this position as, as the champ now, I have developed a lot of new friendships. Um, one specifically with my posing coach. So my posing coach is Sid Gillen, and she's the six-time, soon-to-be seven-time Miss mm-hmm. Figure Olympia, right? She's amazing. Um, she's outstanding. Oh my gosh, <laughs> and she's, she's incredible. Just, I mean, she's one of my most trusted friends, like truly. And it's just a matter of not, you know, learning so much from her over these last three years. It's been outstanding. But again, you have to reevaluate, right? Sometimes you do have to cut off some people. And I have cut off some people along the way. But, you know, when you asked me that question, I hadn't experienced it under these type of circumstances. There was this something about their behavior or the direction that their life was going that I needed to shift gears and say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to spend time investing in that relationship anymore. Right. But yeah, this particular uh, friendship or, you know, association is a little bit different. But yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to see, okay, now what what is my circle kind of molding into? And yeah, now now I, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that my 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 entire circle now is more people who are into business, people who are setting very lofty goals, but very um realistic about setting the action steps forward to actually achieving those goals. Yeah, and it's much more structured. So I'm meeting people who are more disciplined. I'm meeting people who are more um, about business and more about, again, bringing that sincerity to each and every relationship and business relationship. Um, and it's been it's been a, a really good journey to see like my life starting to flourish, right? It, it, yeah, so you have to be aware of that. Sometimes people are just for a season, right? And you just take the lesson and you have to move on because there's gonna be somebody new who's going to come. And then that person is going to be like, where have you been all my life? Right. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much. Good. I love that for you because like I said, I mean, you're just, you're so deserving of literally all of the good. And I love, I love watching your success so much because a, you deserve it. And B it's just, it's so inspiring. 
And I mean, how many times have we had just countless conversations about like, all right, what's next? What's next? Yep. What's yep. Next? And I just always setting that goal, right? Oh, I, love I love that. that. I love that. I feel like when you are able to do that, it helps you to really keep life moving forward. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when people start getting stuck, that's it when they sense. can have yeah. problems. They can have problems, big problems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now I want to ask how, cause I know that you are into spirituality and everything like that. How has your faith, how has that helped you in just your entire journey from, I mean, even I guess stemming into pre-bodybuilding to yeah. now? So I've had a friend, I mean, and I've always been rooted in my faith. So I, let me start with that. Um, I had a stint of time when I was younger where um, I lived on a farm in Kansas, right? Go figure. Modern I day love North that. North. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my dad was a pastor. So my dad um, pastored a church. He was actually an assistant pastor of a church. And, um, you know, my faith, and I went to Catholic school before I actually went to go live with my dad. So my faith has always been a part of my life. I've, I've not always made the wise choices, but I've definitely always been um, very deeply rooted in knowing that, you know, my faith is what my foundation is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to probably my first year of college, you know, I just, you know, how you have that nagging that there's more, right? That, that you were like created to do more. You were created to have different types of experiences. Um, and I just began to kind of explore that, like, you know, okay, well, what is it? What is it that I do like? What am I drawn to? What am I naturally like gravitating towards when it comes to what excites me and makes me happy? Because I mean, not the first two years of college, I mean, I was an IT major, then I was a marketing major, then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go back to IT. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to sit in front of a computer all day. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm more of a people person. But then I'm like, oh, marketing is cool, but I'm like, I like physically being more active. So that's when I started to, and my mom always kept me like around the gym. Um, And ironically, by the time I got back from Kansas, uh, my mom was into going to church really heavy. So it was like, again, like perfect timing, just good timing. God knew what he was doing with timing. Always does. Uh, Always. Amazing. I love that. Thank God. (laughs) Um, It was just a matter of, okay, you know what? I really love exercise. I really enjoy um, the, the, benefits of exercise when it came to me boosting my self-esteem and I true I try to just be very transparent with people my self-esteem was not in a place where it was good so it, it was like you know what how do I, I went through a bad breakup and it was like you know once my dad died I had to like like figure out life and dating and it was just like oh my gosh like what is it okay so I started getting to the gym um but by this time my mom was like not really as active in the gym because she was training clients up to a certain point. But once I got 18, my mom wanted to go back to school and that was a whole commitment that required a lot more of her time. So I, then I started to look into, you know, going to college for exercise and sports science, getting magazines, getting books, talking to people in the gym. And I'm like, you know what, this stuff is like, this, this makes me feel good. And after that breakup, I was like, you know what, I'm going to reinvent myself. The breakup sucks. I still feel like I could do better with like my consistency with working out, but what would make me get in my best shape? What would it feel like to be in the best shape ever? And I was like, I got to do a show. I got to do a show. And I emailed this guy. His name is Robert Kennedy. He owned um, Oxygen Magazine. The publication is still out, um, but Bob has passed. He passed away. 
And I said, well, how are you getting your, your, your girls on the covers? I mean, I love the content. I love the magazine. I'm a faithful subscriber. And he's like, yeah, we're at the shows. And, you know, if we like their look, we will ask them about working with them. And I'm like, all right, that helps me to solidify my decision. I'm going to jump into a show. And I got ready for my first show, y'all, in four weeks. Oh my God. <laughs> it, was, it was wild. It was wild. Because I mean, and that's one thing about me. Like, I've got a very strong, very strong constitution for like, when I set my mind to something, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, that's, that's all set. <laughs> so I was, I mean, listening to a friend of mine, she's like, okay, well, I think you got one out of two people who can kind of help you and, and help you decide which show to do and if you're ready and blah, blah, blah. So I sent my pictures to this one lady and she says, oh, I don't think you're going to be ready. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be ready. And I'm, I'm going to show, show this ex over here. I'm on a mission. I got to show this ex over here. And I am definitely like, I am that girl. <laughs> I don't want him back, but I, I, I'm going to show him that I am that girl. And um, one of the other two people that she introduced me to was my current coach. My current coach. Oh, and yeah, I've been knowing John since I was 25. And um, I wasn't really committed to competing, competing. I, at that point, I was just more of an emotional kind of connection to me, like reinventing myself and being this empowered woman. And uh, it worked out good. I mean, those four weeks were very uh, pivotal. Um, John actually didn't help me with the show. He helped me with posing um, well, with the diet. He didn't help me with the diet or the coaching, right? I was still pretty much like self-coached. And um, I had a girl who worked at the gym who helped me out. She used to compete in bodybuilding and she agreed to help me out. So we formed a friendship. We're still friends. We keep in touch. Um, and it's, it was like, okay, well, you know what? I may actually be working with something here. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to just, you know, hire a nutritionist and I'm going to jump into a, another show. Let's see how it goes. And John was there to help me with more posing. Um, and at, back then I was in figure. So I was still too big for figure, but, you know, I wanted to give it a shot because I wanted to just see, you know, how I could do because I mean coming in third of my first show ever I was like wow okay let's see how it goes and yeah um I did the second show a couple months later and I came in fourth but I knew then I was like okay I gave a lot more effort to that um I hired the nutritionist and it wasn't that my physique didn't come in sharper but I was still um too muscular for the division and so back then women's physique was not around there was just fitness women's bodybuilding and figure and so I'm like, well, you know what? I still got to finish school uh, and I'll just keep working out. You know, let's just, you know, at least I, I, I kind of made my point of, you know, I got more in there. Right. And I can start to just bring that out. And now I can just focus on more of the knowledge part of, you know, um, finishing school, working with clients and actually like getting into the mix of what it's like to actually develop programs and things like that. Get into a personal training. And so fast forward eight years, um, God sent someone across my path, another friend. Um, he Now he played NBA ball pro for a little while. Um, and we were at the gym, he had retired, but we were just at the gym striking up conversation. And um, he walks by and he says, so tell me something. I said, yeah, he's like, most people, they wish they had what you have. God gave you all this. And you're not going to do nothing with it. God Hit me damn. like a ton of bricks. Hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, Whoa. oh, gosh. Oh. I'm like, let me get back to you on that. <laughs> and it really, it, 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 it literally made me stop in my tracks. It was like, dang, you know what? Okay. Because by now, women's physique had come out. And I was like, you know what? These girls got a little more muscle. 
let's yeah. just see where it goes. You know, I had developed myself to a point then where I could see a lot of definition, um, especially my upper body. Yeah. And I said, okay, well, and I went back to him. I said, all right, I heard you. I heard you loud and clear. And I feel like you didn't just come up with this. I feel mm. like God, God sent you to tell oh, me. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. My God. And he he was very adamant. He was like, I think you can go pretty far in this. He was like, you know what? I'm do- I'm cheering you on. Mm. And yeah, I jumped into that women's physique show, uh, my coach's show, and I came in fourth. And I thought, you know, for sure, like there was nothing wrong with my physique other than like my legs. And I knew that John was very good at training legs. So when I did work with John after those first two shows, I only would have him train me on legs, but I was very inconsistent, you guys. Again, I had no further ambitions on really competing until I had seen my friend um, at the gym who told me, you know, you know, you better use what God gave you and stop messing around. What year was that? And so then I, <laughs> this was 2016. Okay. Okay. And so then uh, I actually went to my coach and I said, John, I got the means now. I have a full-time job. I can compete. What do you, and he introduced me to mind and muscle. He's like, this is six minutes from your house. It's a perfect gym. And I said, well, what do you think about you coaching me? I mean, I've never had a coach. So, I mean, just working with me from start to finish to, to get my pro card. Cause I really feel like, you know, I could, I could possibly make this work. And he's like, yeah, I told you years ago, you got so much potential and you don't even know it. And, you know, by this time, girls, I had finished school. I had racked up the student loan debt. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back to school to try to rack up more debt. Because then I'm like, you know, they're, they're, they were only going to pay me so much money out of college, right? And it was like, it's such a, and I'm not trying to knock education, but it's like, it's such a discrepancy between what they charge you for the education versus what you make when you come out. Yep. And I was two, two classes away from PT school and I, I, I ended up bailing. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not committed to giving $100,000 worth of education. I can't work. I own a home. And I'm like, well, let's just give this bodybuilding thing a try and let's see what happens or this competing thing a, a try. And John agreed to take me on. So um, I ended up taking 17 off. I said, well, let's just keep working and let's train. Let's get a good, you know, few months of training in because we were like in the middle of 2017. I said, once 2018 comes, whatever show you want to throw me in, I will do it. It doesn't matter where, I will do it. And so, yeah, we kicked this, we kicked that year off in March. And he told me, he sat me down right up to Christmas. He's like, all right, I got a show for you. We're going to put you on stage in March. So prep starts January. I was like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> but I felt confident that, you know, he could get me to that next goal. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we did five shows total that year. So a lot of people like, they're like, you got your pro card and just five shows. So I did three local shows and then I did two national level shows. And again, learning along the way, I hadn't had a posing coach until um, my first national level show. Cause I knew there was nothing wrong with my physique. I mean, I brought in my opinion that for my amateur you know, time. That was my best look when I went to North Americans. I was absolutely just spot on, but my posing needed some work. So I hired a posing coach. Um, I hired Kenny Wallach, which again, I mean, when he took one look at me, he was like, oh girl, <laughs> it was like, God just sent these people along the way to help me. Right. Like let's reassure me. Okay. You're always going in the does. Right always yeah, does. Always. And that's kind of how I've really been looking at things every year 
since, right? So once I got that pro card and I went through what I went through in 2018 with, you know, those people who passed away, I'm like, all right, God, you got to get me through this. I feel like, you know, I'm right there at the door. I'm like right there. And Mm -hmm. sure enough, I mean, we went down to Miami and um, I got that pro card, but then it was like, you know, okay, now got the pro card. So the only, the only next thing to do is to win a pro show and go to the Olympia. So by this time, yeah, I've got the Olympia in my sights, but as a women's physique competitor. Right. But yeah, thank God for that time as a figure competitor, because making the switch from women's physique to women's bodybuilding was much easier. Yeah. Um, still a learning curve, but it was much easier because I'd already been there with switching from figure to women's physique and figured that was that was a harder transition because I felt like I was fighting my body. I mean, my, my quads were just so big. I just couldn't I couldn't see myself placing well in figure beyond like a third or a fourth place. Because again, the conditioning was never an issue, but it was just like the size. I was just always very dominant with that lower body. Um, but yeah, uh, this is where, you know, even again, to this day, like my mom and I, we still very heavily, you know, are into, you know, studying scriptures and, you know, going to church and just making sure that, you know, we do things right, right? We want to make sure we we try to be good people while we're, we're you know, God gives us this time. And I think it's just a matter of, I think the more in tune you become with your faith, right? Even if Christianity isn't your thing, right? Um, I feel like our religions are usually based and rooted in some sort of a good moral character mm-hmm. that, the, that the person should embody. And I think that that's something that you should you should keep at the forefront. So yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I have these goals. I pray, I make sure that, all right, I'm checking all the boxes. I'm treating people right, doing things with integrity. And I just let God kind of show me, you know, what that next step is every year, right? Like, you know, who to do partnerships with, who not to, who to stay in touch with, who not to, right? Who to kind of trim off. Who's the fat that needs to be trimmed off? Yep. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's I, I credit my entire existence on on just having that that strong foundation of my faith love that love yeah. that love that he always guides yeah and yeah. my first Miss Olympia I felt like that was like a gift from heaven I was like, <sighs> on, my, on my birthday I remember then, that <laughs> I was like oh my god <laughs> yeah I I remember watching the live stream I was bawling my eyes out <laughs> oh I love that so much mind blown <laughs> that, you know that was a gift though right like that totally. it was I'm like I can't make it up I yeah. can't I didn't pick the dates and we were in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Oh my and God. I lost my job I actually lost my salary job right before that 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 win really? it was like September yeah and that show both both of my shows that year were in December so they they're like hey we can't afford to pay you your salary anymore so I told John I was like all right John Plan B just got set on fire. The plan We're A all in. <laughs> plan A has to work, bro. So hey, like, whatever you know what? we do, like, we are committed. Yeah, I took my whole severance pay and my 401k, what I had left in there. And I mean, I just, I put all my eggs in, in the basket, y'all. I usually don't advise that for people, um, <laughs> but I did. I put all my eggs in that basket because, I mean, at that point, I didn't have any sponsors. Um I think Wings of Strength, sorry, I take that back. I had one sponsor, Wings of Strength. Um, but, you know, there was still, I was so used to having that salary and the healthcare and the benefits, right? And it was just, I was like, all right, God, you got to you gotta step in and make it work. Because if this is what you really want me to do, you got to make it work. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally believe. And That's he scary. has. And he has. But you've, I mean, you've done the work too. I mean, I, like I said, I have just loved watching you develop over our friendship. It's just, it's been so inspiring and you're just, you're such a, an amazing human being that I'm just so blessed to know and to be able to call one of my friends. I, it's, it's unreal. So I'm just so grateful for you and everything that you have ever ingrained in me and you've always believed in me. And that is just, that goes so much further than everything really. And I will always believe in you, always. Because you've got the sauce, girl. You've got the sauce. <laughs> I picked that up about you. When I when she made that switch, mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, yeah, this girl, she's going somewhere. And she's <laughs> going to get there quick. I tell her that all the time. I'm like, I, I just can't wait to see where you go. I cannot oh, wait man. to see it. Becky's got to get going here soon, I think. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know so she's you- got an early, early wake up. I got an early wake up, but I got children storming in (laughs) (laughs) the mom duties fall yeah i can't say thank you enough for your time to come on here and grace us with your presence i am so so grateful i'm so happy that you said that you would come on here i know that everyone who listens to this is going to find value in just everything that you said because I always do so much in our conversations. And that's why first thing I was just like, we got to have Dre on. Like she's just, just a ball of energy and positivity and just insightful and soulful. And like, I just adore that so much about you. So thank you so, so much for coming on. I, I appreciate you so much and we need to get lunch some something soon (laughs) very soon very soon and i mean if you girls would love to have me back on maybe after after i win the number four yeah yeah number four number four four out of ten we're gonna throw another picture on here because i saw drea in vegas what two nights before you won and we threw up the three because we knew that you were going to get your third. <laughs> and I was so happy to see you. Oh, my gosh. I mean, in Vegas, it was like, it was bananas in Vegas. So to see you was like, ah, yes. All I right. Friendly right face. Good energy. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> yep. yep. But yeah, thank you so, so much for coming on. We appreciate it so much. You, um, Becky, you want to close us out? Well, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And I am so, I just, I want to get to know you more now. Like your energy is contagious. So what's from the heart reaches the heart. So I can definitely assure you that we're going to have a good time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see it and watch you win and all the things. Um, But thank you so much guys for taking the time to watch episode 10 and This is a good one. So we will see you next week. Have a good night. Bye, guys.